Hey guys, it is Rebecca Price. I hope that you guys are doing great. I hope you guys have had a great start to your Saturday. So today is going to be the first um, day of just some scripture and time of prayer. As I've said before, um, the month of October, we're coming up upon the month of October. It's, it's a season and time, especially for God's people, of a lot of warfare because of all of the spiritual activity, I guess you could say, that goes on during these months because uh, evil is celebrated and glorified and Satan is 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 celebrated and um, I can't stand it. I absolutely hate it. And so I like to do a month of prayer leading into that because so many people, including myself, start experiencing just high levels of warfare uh, during this month because, you know, there's so many uh, it's so evident in our face. You know, when, if you walk into the store down the road, there's, um, uh, statues of demons hanging up or, or costumes hanging up of, that just celebrate evil of killers and all that. It's just horrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the month of October. <laughs> I don't hate the month, but I hate what society has made it, I guess you could say. Um, and so I like to pray around this time every year. I like to pray for other believers, but I also like to speak against the enemy and I like to, to, to advance against him in warfare and stand against his wiles in Jesus name and, um, just proclaim victory. And, uh, and prayer is very powerful. You have to understand that the prayers of believers are very powerful. Um, God describes the, the word of God as a, um, as a sword, the sword, excuse me, the sword of the spirit. So when you declare the word, it's a big deal. Uh, when you declare the word, things happen. There's power in the word of God. And, you know, to bring down strongholds and to destroy the power of the enemy. And so that's why I like to do it. So I encourage you to join in with me in prayer. And it's going to be spirit-led. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what do you want me to focus on today? What do you want me to say? And so today, um, I, uh, I had just this desire to worship this morning and... I bought a guitar a couple years ago, and I've, I've messed around with it a little bit, but I'm going to get lighter strings because the strings are just really too thick because my husband said, you need lighter strings that'll help you learn better and quicker, and I've just had this desire to really learn the guitar, and so I like to get it out, and I like to strum it, and, and, and my heart just fills, like overflows with worship during that time, and um, like today I was just playing, and, and the, the notes, again, weren't necessarily always the prettiest sounding but my it's like my heart just overflowed uh whenever I started touching the instrument and, and tongues just was was rolling out and it was just a beautiful time and uh, my heart was overflowing and I and I kept singing uh about the Lamb of God today and it just reminded me of how worthy Jesus is and how worthy God is to be worshiped and to be served um every day of our life and so it led me to certain passages of scripture in the Bible. And, and I said to him, I said to the, the spirit today, I said, what do you want me to do today on the first day of prayer? when we're going to open it with this. And he said, proclaim God, Christ's worthiness, proclaim his worthiness. That's what I heard. So that's what we're going to do today in prayer. We're just going to set the stage by just proclaiming how worthy and how awesome Jesus is. We're how worthy, how awesome he is. We're going to give our attention to him. We're going to give our focus to him. And I want to read some uh, scripture in the Bible that talk about how worthy he is. And you may say, well, why is it important to know how worthy that Jesus is? 
when you begin to read in the Bible about who Jesus is and about why, I think a lot of times when you go into churches, people say Jesus is worthy, but they don't necessarily talk about why all the time. And there's scripture in there. And it's not, um, yes, dying on the cross is, is, uh, for our sins is absolutely huge. Um, and that he defeated death, hell, of the grave. That's A lot of times that is the church's focus. But there's so much more to that. And I'm going to read uh, some scripture today because Jesus is so many things. God is so many things. And we talk about the names of God in the Bible because God is just not one thing. He's everything. He's He's everything you need in all seasons of your life. And I can testify to that because there have been many, many seasons in my life um, that have been very different and some that have just been very hard. And in every season of my life, God has shown me a part of himself and that I, that I've, I've been able to grab hold of and say, God is truly everything. He is truly all that I need. Uh, and, and that's what I love about Bible characters as you see that through Bible characters in the Bible. So I'm going to read, uh, the first set of scripture I'm going to read is, um, I'm going to go to Philippians two. I read this one day and it's just struck me. Um, I had read it before, but it just struck me differently one day. And it's talking about Christ. And um, it says, it's called Christ's example in humility. Why Christ is the ultimate example of being humble. And it says, he um, it, verse 5 is what I'm going to start. It says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. I want to stop there for a second. So even though Jesus is the Son of God, He was God in the flesh, He always looked to the Father. as He always submitted to the Father and looked to the Father as being uh, his above Him. He submitted to the Father. Even when people came up and called Him good teacher, He said, why do you call me good? Only the Father's good. He constantly referred to the Father. I'm here about my Father's business. So Jesus humbled Himself, the Son of God humbled himself, you know, and he didn't, he didn't even consider himself equal with God. He considered himself the son of God and in submission to the father and to the father's perfect will. And that's a beautiful thing to think that God can humble himself. It's a beautiful thing. It's absolutely incredible. Um, so I'm going to continue reading who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Jesus said when he came into the world, even though Jesus is a king, even though Jesus is God, he came into the earth and he said, I came not to not to be served, but to serve. What are kings surrounded by servants? But he said, no, 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 I'm coming here to serve others. I want to come wash people's feet. I want to come heal the sick. I want to come cast out demons. I want to come bring the kingdom to those who are lost. I want to, you know, the well don't need a doctor, but it's the sick that do. And Christ came um, in the form of a servant. And that's huge. That's huge for God himself to humble himself and say, I want to serve. It's Again, it's incredibly beautiful. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him 
and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, you know, people talk about how Jesus has the name above every name, and then some people don't even think that Jesus is is deserves to be served or whatever, that he's not worthy. But I love this because it explains why he's worthy. Jesus has earned it. Jesus has earned the praise. He's earned the glory. Everything that he went through because he was obedient. He was perfectly obedient to the Father, even to the point of dying on the cross. And even when he was in the garden, he was praying and he was like, God, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. If there's any other way, um, because he knew that what he was about to go through was going to be excruciating beyond all Upon everything. But yet he said, not my will, but yours be done. Because the thing is, is if Christ did not die on the cross, if Christ did not resurrect from the dead, we would have no hope. Christ represents hope. He defeated death. So he is worthy and he has the name above every name. I mean, would you think about it if you were in his position and God and God was asking you to go to the cross and, and, and you knew it was about, it was going to be one of the most agonizing times you were going to go through physical agony, spiritual agony, because you're carrying the sins of the world, past, present, and future sins of the world, you know, and Jesus even had to, even on the cross cried out, you know, father, why have you forsaken me? I mean, it was, and he was left by all of his disciples. It was, it was a hard time on every level, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It was something, you know, could you do that? Could you say yes? Could you sit there and say, not my will, but yours be done? Or could you say, I don't know if I can go through with this. That's what makes Jesus, you know, again, as I've said before, Jesus didn't come pre-programmed. Jesus was not programmed. Jesus had free will to choose. He had a choice. He had a choice to choose whether he did what the Father wanted or, or not. And there may have been times where Jesus was tempted to, to go his own way. Or and we know he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, but he always said no. And he referred, and even when he was tempted in the wilderness by uh, Satan, he referred back to the father still because he kept, he kept that in mind. He humbled himself and he always looked to the father, man, what a model. And, and I, I think about times where I'm confused about things and I, but, but that I go back to myself and I'm like, but am I, am I doing what Jesus did? Am I looking to the father or am I looking to myself to try to figure out the answer to what's going on? So um, but that right there, that is a, that is a beautiful picture in scripture, but there's another picture that I absolutely love as well. There's many, many scripture references that we could take, but, um, I think I'm only going to show these two, um, because I mean, God is worthy for so many reasons. Uh, it's just, I mean, he is period because he's God. But it's so much deeper than that because it's not just knowing about God, it's knowing who he is. It's going the extra step and saying, okay, but who is this God? You know, who is, who is God? What is he like? And the Bible, it, it clearly displays his character, how loving he is, that he's jealous for his people, that he fights for his people, that he is all powerful, that he will never be dethroned, that he's protective um, that he is a provider, that he is a banner, that he is the Lord of hosts. There's so many things. He's the beginning and the end. He knows all. So many different aspects to God that when you start to really explore the different parts of him, you're like, 
this is him. And especially when you explore Jesus on the earth, you begin to just see how beautiful God is and how incredible he is. And um, that love for you just begins, that love for him begins to be like, oh, wow, you know. So in Revelation, uh, John is getting a vision of, of, of heaven. He's getting a vision of future events to come, things like that, you know. And Revelation is a very powerful book. It has some of the most beautiful depictions in there. It has one of my favorite depictions of Christ in there um, that I've ever seen. And I may go back and read that just because I want to. But So I'm going to go to chapter 5. And this talks about the scroll and the lamb. And so John is getting a vision. And, I, and this is what it says. It says, and John's talking and he says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne... A scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy <laughs> to open the scroll and break the seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And John said, I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. He, he begins to weep. He, he begins to just, tears begin to pour from his eyes because he's like, no one's worthy. And in that, in that portion, he's, he's being overwhelmed with hopelessness right now. He's like, there's no one that's worthy. What are we going to do? It's hopeless. And then one of the elders said to him, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb, which is Christ, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth or under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped. Oh, my heart just absolutely, oh, it just loves this section of scripture. Because here was a man who was just hopeless in tears. It's almost like you get to witness the cross and resurrection all in one picture once again. Because here's a man who is just, he's representing hopelessness. He's like, I, there is no one who is worthy. Who is worthy? 
And he is just weeping. And it says he wept loudly. I mean, this guy's wailing. And one of the elders tells him, weep not, because there is one who is worthy. And he talks about Christ. And, and over and over again, the creatures, all of them, they said worthy. They said worthy is the lamb who was slain. And he's, he's worthy to receive blessing and honor and glory and might forever. Beautiful picture of the worthiness of Jesus. The worthiness of Jesus. Because when you begin to realize how worthy Jesus is, that is where, that's where worship begins. I remember um, uh, John the Baptist telling people, he must increase and I must decrease. Worship is when you start to un, you start to realize the worthiness of Jesus. And that's what we're going to proclaim today in prayer. Today in prayer, uh, we're going to proclaim the worthiness of Jesus. That's how we're going to start this, this off, this chain of prayer off. Before we even get to the enemy, work. He hates our. He hates worship. He hates our worship. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to worship, and I, I encourage you to worship in prayer with me today. And we're going to proclaim the worthiness of Jesus because He is worthy. I can't even count. Like I'm getting emotional right now. I can't even count the ways. I can't even, there's so many things in the Bible that point to the worthiness of God. It's, it's unreal. And even the simple things like him sitting and talking to a woman by the well and, and, and bringing her healing and, and hope and inspiration, salvation, where she is just proclaiming Jesus to the whole town that she'd met the Messiah. Come, come here, come see this man that knew everything, everything I'd ever done. Oh, just absolutely incredible. I'm going to go ahead and pray, um, open up in prayer and then, um, we'll close for today. And I want you to meditate on that today. Meditate on the worthiness. Uh, and if you do, I don't know um, if any of y'all know what speaking in tongues is. It All it is, is it is the language of heaven. It's the language of the kingdom, um, the language of the Holy Spirit. Um, all believers can learn it. Uh, it is different than actual uh, the actual um, proclamation of tongues for the edification of the body that requires interpretation. Praying in tongues is different, uh, you know, and, and so if you hear tongues come out, don't worry. Um, it's just intimate prayer language. That's all it is. It is the language of the kingdom. It's speaking the perfect. It's the spirit that is speaking through me back to the father, the perfect will of the father. It's just it's, every kingdom, every, every, you know, culture has a language. I mean, you know, the Chinese have a language, you know, we, we speak English. It's just, it's the language of heaven. So if you hear that, don't be freaked out. Don't be scared. It's, it's something that's in, that's actually really cool and incredibly beautiful. And if you are a believer, um, you can ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the language to you, which that can be a whole nother, whole nother um, podcast on that. But anyway, uh, let's go to God in prayer and let's just proclaim the worthiness of Jesus. God, thank you so much, God, for for your word. You, the God, your word is absolutely is so powerful and it is in and, and there's so much that's there and God we are here today to proclaim the worthiness of Jesus to proclaim that he is worthy that there is no one that is more worthy than him that you have exalted him you've given him the name above every name that his name is precious and his name is powerful his name brings hope 
There is nothing on earth that can give us hope today. Nothing. Money doesn't give us hope. Even relationships don't give us hope and jobs and these things that we look for because all of that can be gone and be taken away. But Jesus cannot be taken from me. And no one will ever knock him off the throne. I proclaim the worthiness of Jesus. Worthy. You are worthy. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy. God, you are so incredibly worthy. You're worthy for your love. A love that, that is so hard to even fathom sometimes. You are worthy for your your power. You're worthy because just in your words, you spoke, you spoke things into existence. You're so incredibly powerful. You're worthy, Jesus, because you humbled yourself. You humbled yourself. You could have come and demanded us to serve you. And instead you came and said, I've come to serve. Today we give, we give our attention to so many other things on earth and In your word, you say, be still and know that I am God. And when we do take that time to be still, you begin to show us how worthy you are. How worthy, how worthy you are. How worthy Jesus is. You have crushed the head of the enemy. I bless your name for it. You have crushed his head. He is under our feet. And I bless your name for that. I bless your name, Father God, that... We don't even have to worry about him. We don't even have to be concerned about him. We don't ever have to feel threatened by him. We, we, we understand that he is an enemy and that he is trying to come after us. But when we have the power of God and the spirit of God, we can proclaim, we can shut him down, we can send confusion. We, in, your, in the power of your name, Jesus, in the power of your name, we can shut every bit of his business down. And God, we proclaim your worthiness today that you are worthy. This month um, coming up is is a month where where evil is brought to the forefront. And God, I shut that down in Jesus' name by just saying your name, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is king. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy of, of all of the attention, of everything that we have, every longing of our heart, everything. Jesus is worthy. You are worthy to be magnified. And God, it doesn't matter how... Um, how much this next month, how people want to make, make our days and make things about, about other things about, um, especially this time when evil is celebrated, God, nothing will ever drown out the voice of your children. Nothing will ever drown out just the attributes that we see every single day. God, we have read about how in just in creation, God, And, and talked about how just in creation you are clearly seen. Your fingerprint is on the trees and the clouds and the sun. And God, I pray even more that your that that everything would be magnified and, and this next month. That everything would be magnified to where people would just be noticing more of your beauty. And that all of this attention on evil God would absolutely disappear. God, that you would, would be uh that you would be celebrated every single day and worshiped and glorified God. And I I am dedicating I'm dedicating my worship and admiration and adoration to you because you are worthy of it. You are so worthy. 
God, forgive us for being such selfish people. People who are not wanting to stop and slow down our lives and just be still to acknowledge you and to acknowledge the God of the universe. God, you are, you are worthy. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name as we are praying against, uh, you know, against um, the evil agenda that, that especially around this time of year, God, there's always an evil agenda and always a war going on, but especially around this time, I cancel every strategy of the enemy in Jesus' name. I cancel every single trap that is set for believers in Jesus' name, every trap that is set, that my enemies set for me, that enemies set for my brothers and sisters in Christ, then they will fall into it themselves in Jesus' name. Every trap the enemy sets for me, he will fall into it himself in Jesus' name. I cancel every assignment, Lord. I pray, Father God, that these these attractions, these things that are dedicated to uh, to um, to evil, these these haunted attractions and trails and things that are de- that are dedicated to just bringing horror and the spirit of fear. God, I curse their finances in Jesus' name. I curse their finances in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name and declare that they do not have enough finances to operate. That they have to shut down in Jesus' name. That that uh, things on their on on their set and and things will go wrong to where that they lose money. That they just bleed financially in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that people will not be drawn to these things, Father, in Jesus' name, that they will not be drawn, that this will be the worst year they have ever had financially. That stores that are dedicated to selling all of these horrible things, all of the the, the demonic uh, demonic costumes and sets and, and, and things that just try to magnify evil, God, I pray that they would take out, they would take the hardest hit they've ever taken financially this year, so much so that they do not even want to carry stuff next year. I pray this would be the worst, worst, worst financial year that, that Halloween has ever seen. God, that people would not have a desire to celebrate it. There would be no desire that, that, that stores would just not even desire to carry it anymore. They take that hard of a financial hit. I declare that in Jesus name right now. I declare it. I declare that TV stations would take a horrible, uh, take a, a terrible hit Amazon, Netflix, all these things, Father God, that want to glorify evil and, and just bring disgusting things in their programs, not just Halloween related, but, but even just disgusting, sexual, perversive things, things that are evil and twisted. God, I pray that they would take such a hard hit, God, financially, that they're like, we got to do something different. We have to change something. I pray, God, you would you would truly speak to the family of believers, God, all over the world, that they would not glorify this. They wouldn't celebrate this holiday. They would not participate in it, God, but that they would instead uh, get together with families and they would they would have sessions of prayer. They would have nights of worship that it would be um, that that kids would get together and learn about Jesus. And it would not be about any of this other stuff that does not matter. Any of this other stuff that is being used by the enemy to deceive receive and and to impart um, spiritual destruction in Jesus name God may your people see your worthiness this month may they be so distracted by how worthy you are they don't even want to participate in any of the things that are going on that this would be a month that you get more praise and more glory than you have ever gotten I mean, just more praise and more glory and that, and that this would be an intense month of worship that makes this, the demonic spirits just bleed and suffer. 
I curse every demonic principality in this area. I curse every demonic principality of witchcraft, of sorcery, of, 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 of murder, of Satanism. Every, every principality in this area, I curse it in the name of Jesus. I curse it. Fire be upon your head. Fire be upon your head in Jesus' name. I poke out the eyes of all the evil spies in Jesus' name in the spirit realm that try to copy and steal information. I rebuke you and I curse you in Jesus' name. We take up the sword of the spirit and we declare that there is that Jesus has the name above every name. That means that every that the name of every principality is beneath the name of Jesus. It is below our feet in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God, strengthen your people this month. Strengthen your people in prayer. Strengthen your warriors in prayer. In Jesus, God, I pray that families would shut their door to this spiritual nonsense. That they would shut the door to all the demons that are that that try to come through uh, movies like Hocus Pocus and Harry Potter and all these things that are that there are just complete tools of deception by the enemy. They're painted as entertainment when it is meant to bring destruction to your home and to your family. When it is meant to give your spirit access to the spirits of the enemy to wreak havoc on your children. God, I, I frustrate the plans of the enemy this month. I frustrate his plans. I frustrate his agenda. I frustrate the plans of all of the witch covens that are meeting, of all of the the uh, the cults that are meeting to celebrate this month. I frustrate their plans. I send confusion into the camps of enemy in Jesus' name. I cover myself, my home, my husband in the blood of Jesus, in the fire of the Holy Spirit, so that, that the enemy cannot even look our way. This, If he tries to look our way, fire be upon his head. Fire be upon his head in Jesus' name. God, I pray in Jesus' name that I cast out every demonic influence in our schools, on our school boards, every every demonic influence. And I, I speak wisdom to parents, God, in, in what to do, because Lord, I I just I speak wisdom to parents. I speak wisdom, God, and that if they need to pull their kids out, they pull their kids out. You provide all of the means that they trusted you as provider in every sense. Every in in every every uh uh sense, God. I thank you, God, that you reign. I thank you, God, that we know how the story ends. And Lord, I pray that this month would be a month that more. I pray in Jesus' name you would lose so many witches. I pray in Jesus' name, Satan, you lose so many witches to Jesus this month. That all the witches that that there that there are witches that are converted left and right. There are witches that will leave because they will see how weak you are and how powerful Jesus is, how powerful his the Holy Spirit is, and how powerful Jesus is. Jesus, you are worthy of all praise, worthy of adoration. We we admire you, we admonish you, we love you. We honor you. And that's what we're going to proclaim this month. Is your honor, your glory, your worthiness. We thank you, God. I thank you, God, just for the opportunity. I thank you that the word says that we can approach the throne of grace with boldness. That we can pray to you. I don't need someone else to pray for me. I don't need to go to a priest to pray for me. You are our high priest. 
forever in the order of Melchizedek. You are our high priest. No one has, I don't have to pay a priest to, to, uh, to go to you and ask for forgiveness of sins. I don't have, there's no one that stands between us besides Jesus. All I have to do is go to Jesus. All I have to do is I can come to you directly, God, and ask for forgiveness. I can come to you directly. And in you, I have everything that I need. And I bless your name for that. And we bless your name for that. And God, I'm going to declare your praise this month and declare your worthiness this month. In Jesus' name, you are worthy. And there is no one else that is more worthy than you. Thank you, God, for another day to proclaim your worthiness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, day one. I'm excited just to have days of prayer. I'm excited, honestly, just to have days days of prayer where um, where we come together and we worship the Lord and we, we attack the enemy and... I'm just thankful. I'm excited for it. I'm thankful for it. I hope you guys will participate in it with me. And yeah, um, so here's day one in the books. Love you guys, and we'll come at you later with another podcast. Be blessed.